Have you ever wondered what it's like to witness a murder? Forrest grabbed the knife and then just stabbed Johnny in one motion. Or how it feels to be shot. I was immediately hit by a barrage of bullets. Or how you would react if your spouse hired someone to kill you. And he was to put me in a grave with a bullet wound on my head. These are the stories you'll hear on the podcast called What Was That Like? True stories told by the actual person who went through it. You'll hear from a stalking victim. Came back upstairs and when I came back and turned the corner into my room, I saw him standing there. You'll hear from a man who was kidnapped and tortured. I would do anything, say anything, to simply get away. And you'll hear actual 911 calls. Take a deep breath. Oh my God! Take a deep breath. Oh my God! Take a deep breath. Oh my God! Real people in unreal situations. Search for What Was That Like on any podcast app or at whatwasthatlike.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. This podcast contains adult themes and language, and some of the things that we discuss may be disturbing to some listeners. In this podcast, we discuss sexual assault, torture, race, and murder. Listener discretion is advised. everybody and welcome to the first ever uh hopefully not the last crossover episode of affirmative murder and fruit loops uh alvin would you care to introduce yourself yes that's right folks your dreams have come true <laughs> the, the, the the sun has shined upon you and two of your faves have joined forces it's like when beyonce and Nicki minaj did that song that one time oh uh, yes uh, this, yes this is the affirmative <laughs> the affirmative murder fruit loops crossover mega mashup of once Explosion. in a decade spectacular <laughs> that's right and uh you are listening to alvin williams of affirmative murder Hello. and wendy and beth williams no relation right. uh, of fruit loops <laughs> Uh, so we are talking about today the Netflix docu-series uh, called The Trials of Gabriel Fernandez, which is clearly a play on words, in my opinion, because it's all about the trials and crimes that led to the death of this little boy, but also the trials that this and tribulations that this little boy uh, had to go through in his life. And Gabriel Hernandez, or Fernandez, sorry about that, uh, was an eight-year-old boy from Palmdale, come back to me, Afro man style. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Afro man uh, style. Afro man style. Yeah. Oh, sorry, oh, wow. I, I, I can't help myself. I didn't Every know he had a time. Style. 
Wow. You're like deep into his discography to know he has I, several I, styles. I'm telling you, you, <laughs> you just, just Google it. I've just after, never met, I've never, I've never been had to, I've never had to be convinced about it. I've never met somebody that had the energy to convince me about Afro Man. So like, listen, I'm telling you, if you listen to the B sides, you don't know. You don't know the popular stuff. You got to really on. go deep on Afro Man. Yeah. Because I got high. Come on, Beth. Have you heard that song? Uh, yeah, I've heard it. Yeah, that I song. Gonna, that's, I was going to clean my room. <laughs> Everyone's heard it because I got high. <laughs> I thought he made that song and then just like poofed like a genie. I didn't know there was other. No, there's. Bands. Oh man, and there's another one. Oh, about um, uh, all the all the all the broads that he's he's been with uh, uh, across the world across the world and uh, sounds it's, very romantic. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's amazing. I haven't seen him in concert. He's amazing. But there's 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 still time. <laughs> so anyway, Gabriel Fernandez died on May twenty fourth, twenty thirteen, after suffering months of systematic torture and abuse at the hands of his mother and her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. On the night of May twenty fourth, the mother's boyfriend beat the little boy to death. Eventually, his mother and boyfriend were arrested and convicted for his death, which is a uh, silver lining, I suppose. Um, but, uh, before we get into it, how is everybody doing? How's everybody feeling today? Ooh, um, I've been walking around the house with my hood up and tied around my face. <laughs> listening, listening to Bon Iver for like the whole day. Oh no. Just, just this put, this put me in a dark place, man. I needed to watch Frozen and <laughs> just eat some gelato and really just woosah. I needed to, oh. this took, I needed at least 12 woosahs. After uh-huh. this documentary, uh-huh. it's, it's I feel a heavy you. watch. Heavy yes, watch. it was yeah. a heavy watch indeed. Um, yeah, I, same, same here. I uh, it was a, a real bummer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was. It wasn't. I I don't know how many times you guys watched it in preparation for our mashup episode, but I watched it twice. So and, I watched it twice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, kudos to both of you. (laughs) I don't have that Williams blood in me. (laughs) This side of the Williams is like, I'm going to watch this once and I'm never going to watch this again. Never watch it again. Never again. If Netflix suggested again, I'm going to say no. No, I'm like, fuck Netflix. Netflix, how about no? Fuck you, Netflix. Continue watching. That's that's what it kept asking me. Are you sure? Yeah. Like, are you are you are you sure you want to keep going? Got you, Wendy and Beth. We we made a commitment. I have to. We did. We did. It's for it's for the listeners. It's for the fans. It's for you guys. Um, but I am doing good. Uh, technical difficulties aside, uh, I, I um I got through it. Um, I've hugged my kids much tighter <laughs> since watching this. I would, um, never, would never do this to you. They're like, what? What? Don't worry. Yeah, no, like, <laughs> no yet. Mom, no I yet. can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just, I'm just, I just love you so much. <laughs> so, um, well, uh, now that we uh, have checked in, everybody's uh, breathing and ready to go. Let's get right into it. So. What did you think of this series? React. <laughs> React. Okay. Um, I thought it covered way more uh, topics than I thought it would. I, I really 
when I heard about the story, I I just I remember the story for what it was. I didn't think I was like six episodes must have been really traumatic of a story. And it was, mm-hmm. but they covered so much besides what happened to Gabriel Fernandez. I was really surprised by how how deep the rabbit hole goes. Yeah. Morpheus, yeah. It was a Morpheus quote. Oh, oh, um, oh. Wow. Okay. Yeah, no Whatever, okay. guys. Hey, guys. Yeah, it's no, big, yeah, no big deal, guys. Come on. It's just, yeah, it's just, on, guys. It's Don't, just, it's cool. It's I cool. mean, Fishburne <laughs> is the greatest actor of all time. Fight me if you want. Wow, you got some really interesting takes. <laughs> okay. Afro Man, Stan. Uh, Larry Fishburne is the greatest actor ever. Yes. Got it. Cool. We'll yeah. Yeah. Let's let's move on. Don't need to even go any t- go deeper. <laughs> no. It, it so is I, 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 uh, I don't know if I could say I enjoyed the documentary, but yes. um, it, yes. it was really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a good documentary. Um, it was a, like I said, yeah, it was informative. It was a bummer. <laughs> Eye opening, but yeah, yeah, a lot of words that just, I, it, there's no positive words I can use to describe it but all it's but it is good that i watched How about it interesting that interesting that's yeah. kind of positive yeah. yeah yeah it was interesting that's a yeah. good word thought yeah. that's a good word it was thought provoking yeah. Yeah. yeah i i would say it's it's a must watch i mean yeah you um, need to learn about what's happening you do need to learn about what's happening and uh uh, you know, w- w- when we know better, we do better. And I don't, I, uh, there was so many um, uh, aspects of the story that I just had no idea about. And we'll get into it when we, when we get further into the episode, but um, this one event, this, the loss of this one child really opened up um, issues a whole can with of worms. The, a yeah. whole can of worms, the police, the uh, social workers, the parents, the school, uh, the prosecutors, there's just so many angles. And the journalists who did a great job covering the case and uncovering, you know, digging under rocks and finding all these facts out. Like, it was just yeah. a really, really well-told story. And I think it is a must-watch. And a very complex story. Yeah, yeah. for sure. This, this, for felt sure. Like, this felt like uh, as if this, this whole thing was, you know, when your mom tells you to clean your room and you just put everything up in under the closet. The bed. It, just, it, just, it just was scratching... It was it was scratching to get out, and then Gabriel Fernandez, he was that last thing you tried to throw in there, and the door flew open, and then there's this whole mess. There was what? And look yeah. over there, and look over there, and this and that. It was a yeah. lot of things. It was yeah. a lot of things. Lot. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right. Well, have any of you guys heard of this case before? I what have. You no. Know uh, I okay. yeah. I am in a uh, staple. In the Black Twitter community, thank you Stable, for being Stable, there. Stable, Stable's the wrong word. I'm in there. I'm in there. I'm nosy. I'm all up. In, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm all yes. up in everybody's business. Wait a minute. Is it you running the shade room? <laughs> well, I, no. Do not. Uh, what? Anyway. Uh, no. What? Weird question. No. Um, uh, so, so I, uh, for those of you who don't know, the shade room is like TMZ for Black people. Oh, is that not like just known? I don't think so. Like, Beth, wow, did you know that? I didn't. I didn't even know what you're talking about. You're oh, okay. going right over how, my head. How do you find out who uh, Ti is dating or cheating on his wife with? Yeah. Uh, or how do how do you know what Cardi B I, is? I don't. Up? I don't yeah, know those people. Your Cardi B bags. Did, yeah. How did you find out about um 
uh, Amber Rose and her face tattoos. I mean, Wendy, Wendy told me this is where this is where we get our information. So I'm guessing, anyway. I'm guessing you just didn't know Drake had an illegitimate child since you don't know what shade room no. is. You uh, didn't know about uh, what's the kid's name? Amadeus. Uh, <laughs> Artemis. <laughs> Amadeus. His name is That's Aben. A great name. <laughs> Amadeus. I, I like it. <laughs> We're going to move on. I can't believe you don't know what Shade Room is. But, oh, okay. but, uh, but when I was on Twitter, I remember when the story kind of, you know, broke in between, you know, Twitter was a wild time a few years ago. So, you know, somebody was probably, you know, making fun of somebody for having a, a dirty neck or something. And uh, uh, this story kind of came across the feed and it was, it you know, it was still headlines have always, I know it's become more of a thing now where it's just gotcha journalism and the headlines, the story. But the headline was, you know, kid, you know, woman's boyfriend kills kid for being gay. Mm-hmm. And I was a part of that whole, what? Retweet? This isn't cool. Yeah. I didn't follow up, but I do remember this story very much just from the Twitter headline of him being being gay, quote unquote, and, you know, his, his mom's boyfriend beating him to death. That was very tragic. But to find out it's way more complex and that's not even confirmed if he was, he just was, he might have just been adjacent to some loving gay folks who mm-hmm. raised him and mm-hmm. is you know so it was more complex than i thought from that story i saw the headline for seven years ago or whatever i was not aware of this story so um this was all new for me i i hadn't heard of it either um but uh i i was sort of looking because i was i i was thinking because i had my first kid around this time and um i was wondering when sandy hook took place sandy hook took place maybe six months before in december of 2012 oh, wow. And and so Crazy. I think there when was. When that happened, you kind of thought everything was going to change, huh? No. Nope. Yeah, yeah, Weird. yeah. A it bunch is, of kids it, can't get it done. It's like, oh, well, they're, we're doomed then. This we, nobody cares. Yeah, right. yeah. Nothing's going to change. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, hold on to your wombs and your your eggs, everybody, because uh, things not <laughs> things are not getting better. Uh, but uh, yeah, I I hadn't heard of it, but I I did want to want to like see where I did Google like when. Um, Sandy Hook happened because that those were a bunch of kids that were killed and, oh, um, right. and that took over the news cycle for a long time and this was one brown kid one poor brown kid who was killed <clears throat> and it didn't it wasn't on my radar so um, <clears throat> so what did you find I guess the most shocking or surprising about the documentary the most shocking um well, as you guys remember from my awesome quote I made, you know, just just how deep the rabbit hole really went. Did it again? Mm-hmm. Um, finding out uh, just you know about the DCFS blunders and 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 how bureaucracy can be affected by human error, just like any other job of people just deciding to fuck off for the day, and how that could spiral into what happened with Gabriel Fernandez, but just thinking about somebody not doing something or they didn't not filling out those body charts, like going to look at the kid and not keeping track of, you know, Oh, there was, he has a scratch not, on his leg. Just or not whatever. filing reports. Yeah. I mean, whenever yeah. I go get my car inspected, they always make sure to let me know when you got here, that scratch, here's a, here's a <laughs> diagram of your yeah. car. There yeah. was a scratch here and, scr- and, and to think somebody wouldn't do that is crazy to me about a person, a child. Right. 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 Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Not, not yeah. even as, as, uh, you know, the important as, as looking at a rental car, you know, yeah. it's like crazy. A human being. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What about you, Beth? what do you find shocking or surprising? 
I was uh, really surprised at how much uh, um, privatization there was in the uh, in the system. Um, yeah, let's talk about that. that. Yeah. <clears throat> so the um, they talked about the company that's running um, the uh, what were they running? They were getting the, the, the data uh, to to tell you the signs to look for. Oh no, not oh, that. Not that. The, well, not that. Oh, oh. Ma- Maximus. Oh, uh, right, right. The the private com- running the the, private contractors. The private company. Yeah, they contract through um, like welfare and um, I, I think it was the child services too. I'm not sure. Do you recall yeah. exactly what they were running? Yeah, so they they were the these governments um, get into bed with these private companies, for profit companies like Maximus, like um, Lockheed Martin, um, to uh, help them run their departments for vulnerable populations, which includes DCFS, includes like welfare <clears throat> and. Um, uh, departments, government departments of, of that nature. And, um, they're what, for profit they, and mm-hmm. they make shit tons of money. And the CEO, uh, the amount of money that he make made, uh, in one year was just disgusting. Mm-hmm. When you think about all, uh, not only the, the people who rely on these services and, um, you know, that how poor they are, but also the, the workers, they're probably not making a whole, Money, a lot of money either. Right, you know? right. Yeah, because it's, it's all disgusting. about the bottom line for these right. for-profit companies. And so whatever they can do to cut costs, cut to corners, maximize yeah. profits, that's what they're going to do. And and at the detriment of the people that they're supposed to be serving, mm-hmm. um, which is super fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I found that surprising. I had no idea that yeah. that was going on. Yeah. I always find it interesting how much easier when I, you know, you watch these documentaries about factories and unionization and things like this, how easy it is for these guys at the top to, it's easy to say, well, we'll just, the, with the prison industrial complex, just give them peanut butter sandwiches, cut the jelly, we'll save all your stuff. When it's right. just pa- paper, when it's just lines on a paper and numbers on a paper, it's so easy to detach yourself from taking away such a small little joy from a bunch of human beings, you know, yeah, right. it, right. it's so easy when you're at that position where you're just dealing mm-hmm. with like a million people or, oh, 50,000 right. people, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's all numbers to you. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know about you, but I, I, I will never be in that position. And uh, I don't know if people listening w- would ever be in that position, but you got to think like once the people at the top, um, like what is it about um, money that makes you so afraid to get rid of it when you're supposed to be helping people. That's that's staggering to me. Um, I yeah, I don't understand it. I don't understand it, and I never I've, will. I've be, never my broke ass never will. <laughs> <laughs> never been somebody who wanted to to like hoard money and uh, treat other people like shit. So <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I, just I just don't get it. It, it just baffles. It doesn't me. compute. It doesn't compute. No, because you, no. you guys aren't you guys aren't winners, man. You guys aren't super CEO. Yeah. Trying oh, to win, yeah. win it all. I don't. I don't drive a BMW. <laughs> yeah. With a yeah, yeah. I think the I think the, <laughs> I think the incentive for a career politician is like you know whatever whatever costs I cut I get a take of. 
Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people don't get into politics. You know, it's, you know that, again, another part of this documentary that, you know, kind of, you know, not inspired, but re reiterated for me was like how important local politics are because people like this will get, you know, not to say that the the board of supervisors aren't all, some of them might not be good people, but some of them might go, this is a job, you get $80,000 a year, but the, but the perks, man. Yeah. <laughs> Rubbing, yeah. Greasing palms, giving people yeah. contracts. To, yeah. That's where you get an envelope full of money in your, in, just in, under your seat, you know, 10 grand, and then you just have to sign off on this contract for the surf shop to be on the beach, you know? Like, right, right. It's, it's a lot of that. Like, it's a, a lot, for a lot of people, it's a job that people that get in the career, like politics, it's not about helping people. It's just an awesome job. You know, not to go too deep, but it's the same thing with like, you know, the re religion and, you know, super churches. Uh -huh. and I was going right. to say those people aren't religious, but they are a business. And that's uh -huh. how fun is like. Uh -huh. They sure do money. like money. They yeah, give me your money. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, abs you're absolutely right. I, I, um, this is kind of a tangent, but I was listening. Do you guys listen to Reveal, the podcast? <clears throat> no, no, I don't think so. It's no. an investigative journalism podcast, and they um, talked about recently how they noticed how the president, I'll call him, I call him nine because he's 45. He had the four and the nine. Uh, anyway. Oh, okay. Uh, so Sudoku as well all right <laughs> yes <laughs> so uh nine uh has been um doing a lot of uh taking away a lot of regulations and then one significant one is with the epa um the world will be uninhabitable in 20 years uh if we keep going the way we're going but way, uh, huh? <laughs> yeah uh, yeah uh so uh, I'll, I'll more <laughs> More depressing shit. So Here we go. Awesome. Here yeah. we go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're all gonna be in the book of Eli. He, uh, so he, uh, he, so he's doing all this deregulation, and with the EPA specifically, there's this chemical that they're using on um, military bases where people live and have kids, and one of the chemicals that they use that's in the water is called TCE, and um, the EPA put out a report uh, talking about the dangers of this um, drug, how it causes miscarriages and uh, children to be born with heart defects and how the government needs to put a regulation on it so they can stop using it. And then the Trump administration was like, now nah, we don't like all that so can uh, we're going to rewrite the report ourselves no, so this yeah oh, they do yeah. that a lot yeah. yeah but all that to say they're doing that because it's supporting a lot of these businesses right. that um need to produce this chemical in order to thrive yep. and it's all about that, the benjamin all, all about the benjamin who don't all look at who donated to this campaign that is the ceo of tce or whatever you know yeah it, exactly it really, right. yeah it, it really, it's that it, simple sometimes man it really it, is crazy yep. how it's, it can be that simple sometimes yeah, yeah but it's all about money and what and what i think is so maddening is that People are dying, like little Gabriel Fernandez. People are dying because systems are, are in place to make a lot of money for some people um, and sort of disregard the, the rights don't of everybody benefit. else. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the rights and lives of other people. So yeah. um, I thought that this documentary was a really, really good uh, example of that. Um, I was also really surprised by... Um, the photographs of the young boy, which uh, I think they made a point to show photographs of him post-mortem in yeah. each episode, each of the six episodes, and photographs of him throughout the documentary. And at the end, too, of him 
um, like as a happy little kid. Um, But you see this happy little kid, this happy little baby turned into literally like mashed potatoes. I mean, he. Yeah, there's a photo of him. He won an award or something. And it could have just been a bad photo, but he looked 40. He looked, you know, he just looked. He had black eyes. He looked tremendously aged. Tired. Um, His face was all messed up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and and just the photos throughout the documentary were really, really hard to see. I mean, how somebody could do that to a small child, no matter how bad a kid is, you just, to burn him with cigarettes, to shoot him with a BB gun. Yeah, just like like diabolical shit, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say it's uh, baffling to me how um, the, the parents could like continue to do this over and over again um, and not feel bad about it. I mean, they, before they, they even of... killed him. Yeah. yeah. Like they, they enjoyed it. it. It was just baffling, just disgusting. Yeah. And I think um, the EM, not, not the EMT, but the nurse who treated oh, him yeah. in the ER. In, that, well, was, ER yeah. her, her, that was her a really was... affecting yeah. Oh yeah. She celebrates his birthday every yep. year. Yep. I just wow, that is incredible. And the and the um the first responders who uh they said in the documentary first responders normally don't testify in any trials. Yeah. Uh, right. but they were so affected by this case that they had to and they I think their testimony was really really impactful on the jury finally coming to their um decision to convict and then ultimately uh sentence uh a, is it Asaro? Isaro? Isaro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the first responders said when they first got there, they thought he had some sort of skin disease because he yeah. was just head to toe injuries. Yeah. Head to toe. Yeah. That's yeah. What I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Funny is the wrong word, but it was. It was. It was. It was interesting to hear the first responders saying, "Yeah, so we just picked him up. We're doing our job, and then as we're there, kind of getting everything, we're like, whoa, there's like.'" There's like blood here and stuff. Like you, because they just thought they were there for he choked or whatever. He just you know. stopped breathing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they, and then they start they putting the pieces together. The like, extent. wait, wait, what? Wait, like, wait. Something, yeah, something weird happened here. You know. Yeah, so I yeah. Just thought that was interesting for to hear. I, it really put me in the room of being like, okay, so what happened? He choked or something there. He fell in the shower or whatever. Oh, yeah, that, that was yeah. Like, the mom said there's that. There's blood everywhere. Yeah, there was uh, you know, like several <laughs> different stories that they told about what happened yeah and like he fell in the tub he uh was jumping on the bed and hit his head on the um dresser he was uh playing with his brother they were running around the coffee table and then he fell and hit his head like that they just couldn't get their story straight right yeah and um one thing that they kind of touched on was that pearl was sort of mentally unstable um, and had a history of drug abuse, but they didn't really talk about how that might have played into the events or the abuse. Like, th- right. I, I don't know if the this was when they started the talking. Mom... They started talking about that when uh, she was in jail and uh, looking at a trial, and uh, they were saying how she was um, mentally. Uh, What's the word they used? She had she had a lot of mental health um, issues. Uh, I think personality disorder, PTSD depression. from being gang raped. Yeah, the depression, 
Um, and all of that can be absolutely true, and you'd be a bad person. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I understand yeah, that's absolutely. the defense's job. That's the defense's to job. To bring up but, these yeah. these things. Yeah. Yeah. And it's certainly uh, it's certainly and an, as Beth Beth says often on our show, um, an explanation, but not an excuse. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Right. Mentally yeah. challenged. They said. She- she had the mental capacity of a like a second grader or something, and I don't know. I think if second graders are very compassionate people, and the yeah, note that, the note that she wrote where when she got her plea at the end, and she's like, "I just wanted to say like my bad." Um, yeah, oops, sorry, wasn't yeah. cool. Shouldn't have yeah. did that. Yeah, my kids. <laughs> I hope you guys will come. That. She goes, "My kids, I hope you guys will come to your." She like had to correct herself because she come realized to I think your she realized senses. Like yeah, it's like yeah, oh, you guys will come to your sense. Come, come to me. Come, just come to me. I was like, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. How would they do no, that? Thank you. No, yeah. thank right. You. <laughs> How about <laughs> yeah, and I really, I mean, I really feel for those two surviving kids because. Um, they, I mean, I don't know if anybody's tried to talk to them since this documentary came out, they're, they're still minors. So I don't know if that you can, but like what their lives are going to be like from, from the time Gabriel's death to, to going forward. Like, hopefully I hope they got some counseling. Um, I hope so too. Based on, based on on where they're from and probably not uh, yeah, right, yeah probably just, that's going to be repressed um i hope yeah, not. Yeah. I, mean, I hope that yeah. you know this new generation these kids today are amazing <laughs> like, right. they're like super sexually fluid and uh, know how to explain their thoughts and things uh-huh. like that and open to therapy so maybe i don't know maybe they're on twitter Maybe, maybe. Well, yeah. At some point, I hope uh, they get some counseling. If if not now, then then later. At some point, I hope they do. I mean, the the sister was that was so sad, man. Yeah, the sister when she's saying, "I felt bad because I wouldn't let them play with just stuff that you do as an older sibling." Like, get out of here! That's not not, yeah. Oh shit! I shouldn't have said that. But I I can totally. Um, empathize with her like there are things that I regret doing when I was a kid um, but I can't even imagine the um, her brother died you know there's things I did as a kid that I feel bad about but nobody died you know yeah how how awful that would feel like she was saying it made me really sad when she was saying he's he's alone in the dark all the time and she wouldn't let him be with him that made me in yeah, a, box. a box. So let's talk about this box. So they they would handcuff Gabriel's hands uh, to the um, the handles on the outside inside of the, the box. box. Yeah, or, his, yeah, his hands would be inside, but the inside, the, uh, yeah. the handcuffs were anchored to the outside handles. Um, and then they would put a bandana over his mouth, um, and sometimes they would put a sock in his mouth to keep him from talking. And he would have to go to the bathroom inside and this it. box, and, and he clean. had to clean it. So and eat cat litter. Yeah, and these that, people that should never see the light feces. of day. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, cat litter. Yeah. yeah. Hearing the daughter litter. say, hearing the sister tell the detective that, I, I don't, they need all the therapy to even have seen that, to have seen a parent to making your that. brother. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. And, and, uh, and there was one part when they talked about the stress that he must have been under and uh, in the autopsy uh yeah, the how that was they said that in that gland yeah the thomas gland and how it was like shrunken mm. like 
and normally in a, a child that age, it's like full and plump and it was just like shriveled Yeah, because, because of how much stress he was under. Yeah. And you got to remember, he was only with them for eight months. Yeah. He was, That's insane. He was eight years old and in, in eight months that that gland yeah. underwent that, that he was under such severe stress um, and crying out for help at every turn he could. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, it, it crossed my mind as I was watching the the documentary. All the trauma that he suffered, like the cigarette burns and stuff, that's painful, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, there had to, there had to have been some screaming. Um, it, did the neighbors not ever hear it? What? There's so many more people culpable to this whole thing than yeah. yeah. You know, like everybody just turned a blind eye. And oh, I understand, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, you might come, come up in a neighborhood, I know I can speak for myself, it's like, you know, that's not your business. Your neighbors, right. you know, calling the police, we don't, that's, we don't we call don't the police do here, like, that's they, yeah, their business. If you hear a, a, a kid screaming, though, like, that, he had to have been screaming. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I, 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 <laughs> I, I would absolutely call the police. I'm right, just saying, right, right. I have, just saying, you can, I, I got you some, can I got understand. Some cousins. Yeah. I got some cousins. Cameron famously said, if a serial killer lived next door to him, I would move. And it was like, you wouldn't call the police? <laughs> no, I would move. I would I, just move. I, I'll leave. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I've my- lived in a, lived in apartments before where there were noisy neighbors, where you know there's lots of stomping around and throwing things and and uh, yelling. But if I'd heard screaming, yeah, I'd be calling the police. I don't should. know. Yeah, well, yeah. And Beth, Beth is all due respect. She's she's a white lady. She's yeah on so. the top of my favorite white lady list. <laughs> I'm gonna call uh, your manager. Yeah, yeah. She, she always are they stomping the up there? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, I I can remember when we were kids and we were screaming um, after an ass whooping or something, and my parents would say, "You guys need to shut the hell up." Otherwise, somebody's going to call the police. And you know who's going to go to jail? Your black ass. And me and my brothers <laughs> would like look at each other like, which black ass are they talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, it could so be that they... just don't want to go to jail or get the police involved. Right. or So I can, I can understand why. And there was the why. incident where they, they, the police came to check on him. And uh, instead of um, actually doing their job, they offered to come the next day and scare uh, little Gabriel, um, scare the shit out of him. Yeah, yeah because for some Took- reason Pearl is the most believable person in all of uh, right. in all of Palmdale. Palmdale, <laughs> Palmdale come she back. Was, she me. was pretty good on the phone. I have to say, when they 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 played her phone calls, she she sounded pretty good. Like yeah, um, cool, like, calm, collected. Yeah, yeah, um, like she she. she she sounded like I don't know. I don't know what to say. With with it, but yeah. she went through the system so many times right. that so she was like an expert at this. Yeah, yeah. she knew what to say. She, she did a good job, mm-hmm. but um, for those police to come and not like actually look at the kid or anything, and then the neighbors said that uh, uh, when when the when he they took him out to the police car and put him in the police car and scared the shit out of him, he had bruises on him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, oh, I, yeah nobody, just, nobody, uh, nobody paid attention to this kid, man. Yeah, and yeah. I think that I think that you know it's really sad, and I'd like to talk about the 
the homophobia in black and brown communities. Oh, that, yes. That, Let's go there. That, Talk about it. That, that just kind of just permeated that whole house. And it's clear that the abuse that was directed towards Gabriel was because of their mind that they had already made up be- because he grew up around his gay uncle and his, and his spouse or whatever thing that they've concocted in their mind. I they think they really thought they could gay, beat the gay. Yeah. They could just beat the gay out of him, or right. torture him for being gay, or that being gay was worthy of this anger that they had, and they they needed to take it out on him or whatever. And I just the notion of doing that to a kid, like looking at a kid and bullying a kid mm-hmm. as an adult, is it, it, it just blows not my even mind. bullying, just uh, yeah, 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 uh, like yeah, terrorizing and torturing, terrorizing him. him. Yeah, so yeah. I'm I'm glad you brought that up, Alvin. Um, so uh. There, that is an element uh, within Black and Brown communities, the the homophobia, um, and uh, I can just think back into, and I I I think it's generational, to be honest with you. Um, I think maybe uh, so. Black people and and Brown people go to church, right? They go to Catholic church or they go to uh, a Christian church or a Baptist church or whatever. And um, they say in the Bible that being gay is a sin and you're going to go to hell and, and all these things. And I think older generations just take that and don't um, seek any understanding of what the Bible really says and yes. what it really means to be gay. And um, my dad's a pastor. <laughs> Hello. Anyway, um, uh, there's that but video. I, there's that video of uh, that lady in like the Iowa caucus talking to one of those people to judge uh, spokespeople, and and she's like, "Wait, he's gay? Like, where, first of all, what rock <laughs> do you live under?" It's like she already cast her vote. And she's like, "I want to take my vote back. I didn't know he was gay." Oh and God. the lady gives her this oh. passionate, like, in, intelligent. Well, you know, the Bible. You know, people should be treated how they. Well, I mean, he's gay though. And she's like, yes. Well, everybody but, should be treated equally, except for gay people. <laughs> well, well, you I know? don't know. What, well, then you aren't a Christian, is what she said. Yeah, to her. She goes, yeah. Okay, well, and she just gave up. I, I've never seen somebody just give up. Like, well, okay, well, I. She couldn't believe it. She goes, I'm, well, I'll try to get your vote back. Um, me. Have a nice, have a nice day. She's like, I'm just saying he's gay. Yeah. <laughs> just, just couldn't be swayed. There was no she logic. Just couldn't. She couldn't get past it. Yeah. 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 A lot of people. Um. On the morning of August 1st, 1966, shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America. You're listening to Stop the Killing podcast. Join us as we take you behind the crime scene tape to explain global mass shootings and mass attacks. I'm Sarah Ferris, but more importantly, this is Catherine Schweitz, the former head of the FBI's active shooter program. I spent five years as the FBI's top executive looking for answers to the mass shooting crisis. I've been at the shooting scenes. I've traced heroic acts of bravery. And I've sat silently and listened to the heart-wrenching stories from survivors. Amongst this horror, there is hope. We all hold the key to stop the killing. You just need to know how to unlock the door. Download Stop the Killing and be part of the solution. Search Stop the Killing on Apple, Spotify and all the usual suspects. I want to take a moment to tell you about my podcast, Carol Costello Presents Blind Rage. In 1984, a woman named Phyllis Cottle was abducted in broad daylight, tortured, and left to die in a burning car in Akron, Ohio. At the time, I was a rookie reporter covering this horrific story. 
Since then, I've reported every kind of crime imaginable. I've been able to leave most of them at work, but not this one. The one that buried itself under my skin and stayed put. Phyllis Cottle was a badass woman, and I want to tell you her story. A production of Evergreen Podcasts and signature title of the Killer Podcast Network, you can find Carol Costello Presents Blind Rage wherever you get your podcasts. Discover more great true crime and paranormal programming at KillerPodcast.com. Hi, I'm Matt Harris. Seton Tucker and I host the podcast Impact of Influence, which for two years covered in depth Alec Murdoch, who was eventually convicted in 2023 of murdering his wife, Maggie, and son, Paul. That story continues to evolve, and we will cover that. Plus, we will tell you stories of other true crime events that have happened in the South. Please join us on Impact of Influence. And give us a follow on the Impact of Influence Facebook page. I There is a lot of people like that, but I do think it's generational. Like, I think millennials, the Gen Zers, and, and kids younger are like, so so what like yeah and next and like what kind of person are you are you that's that's what I, that's what we really care about it's awesome it's a great time to just express yourself creatively not even anything to do with sexuality and no, nobody's judging you you know and anybody right. that is judging you they look weird i think right. that's cool it's like you why do you care yeah Today's episode is brought to you by Best Fiends. It was a night like any other. We'd just finished a live show of the podcast at Madison Square Garden. It was nice to see Megan and Harry. You know, so nice of them to come. And then we told the pilot, hey, gas up the PJ. We out of here. Wait, gas up the PJ? Megan and Harry? <laughs> Just go with it, okay? Okay, okay. So, Wendy, we gassed up the PJ, and then what? Well, <laughs> while we were on the PJ, that's private jet for regular folks. I was wondering. We, we were up in the clouds, scoring some quality time with Best Fiends. It was incredible. And the good news is, I'm on level 393. Right on. <laughs> yes, it sounds incredible. But if mm -hmm. your head's in the clouds like Wendy, in an imaginary <laughs> private jet with Megan and Harry, or your feet are firmly planted on the ground, ground at work or in line at the grocery store. One thing is true. Best Fiends is just plain fun. Mm, it is true. Now, Best Fiends is a free to download mobile puzzle game with thousands of exciting levels for new adventures and challenges every time you play. There are dozens of unique fiends to collect so you can customize your team of fiends to defeat the menacing slugs. I'm sorry. I was just looking at this funny text from Harry. Anyway, power up your favorite fiends to new levels for even more powerful skills and watch them transform as they get stronger. With offline play, Wendy's favorite, you'll mm -hmm. never be stranded without fun, even if you lose your internet connection. Download your favorite getaway, Best Fiends, for free today on the App Store or Google Play. You'll even get $5 worth of in-game rewards when you reach level 5. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. Did you know one out of six couples struggle with infertility, including old Whitey and me? Seriously, that is a staggering statistic yeah. that most people don't know or aren't ready to talk about. We need good data and information about our bodies in order to have informed conversations with our doctors and make the best decisions for ourselves and our futures. Good data and information about our bodies is crucial when it comes to our body autonomies, especially in the year of our Lord 2022. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's why Modern Fertility was created. It's an easy and affordable 
affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. Mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. Traditional testing can cost over $1,000, but Modern Fertility gets you the same info at a fraction of the price. And if you go to modernfertility.com fruit, you can get $20 off your test. Also, and this is really cool, mm. if you have an HSA or an FSA, you can put those dollars towards Modern Fertility. Wow! Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Now, if you want kids today or in the future, never or are undecided, it's important to have clinically sound information about your body, which can help you make the decision that's right for you. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com fruit. That means your test will cost $179 instead of the hundreds or thousands it could cost at a doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com fruit. That's modernfertility.com fruit. Yeah. So I do think that that, I mean, there's a lot to unpack there with homophobia in black and brown communities, but it is a thing. Um, so I'm glad you brought that up. Um, what else should we talk about? We could talk about that that juror. (laughs) Oh yeah. That one juror who just wasn't convinced that this was intentional. Uh, This is second degree guys. Let's, let's look at the facts here. Yeah, and I gotta say, so my we're mad, man. Just say yeah. Just Just say yeah. Yeah. That's what they wanted to say. They were like, just man, just say yeah, man. Shut up. Yeah, and I I assumed that this gentleman was an immigrant, um, and he probably took his American citizenship uh, and uh, civic duty very, very, very very seriously. Guys, there's rules here. Yeah, have to follow. There was like, yeah, no, and he yeah. was very yeah. logical. Yeah, and I, I could oh. kind of follow his logic where he was saying, you know, it wasn't premeditated, um, but I, he wasn't really understanding that it could be, it still could be premeditated, even if he that made I, the decision like one second before he started beating on the kid. That's right. still premeditated, and I think he had, had a real hard time with that. Yeah. I think that's what it was. I think what did he say? Well, he didn't he didn't kill him and then put him in the forest or hide right. him. Right. Like like that's but, what he was thinking pre premeditation. You had to like plan it out, it out. like have yeah. his plan and and then, you know, if you had a plan, then you would like hide the body. Like that just makes sense, but yeah. um it does that's not premeditation. I mean, well, it is premeditation, but um <laughs> Um, premeditation can also be like one second before you start beating on this kid. You're like, I'm going to fucking kill this kid. Yeah. And that's yeah. premeditation. And, yeah. he, and he just couldn't get it. Right. And they, and they also, I mean, maybe, maybe I don't know what they said to convince him, but they, if, if they that, eventually was, did. His, yeah. if that was his they angle, shut up. <laughs> like, yeah. They, they just Man, if you You're don't, there's a lot of or... fist wagging. Like, yeah, man, just say yes, man. Just say I, yes. I, man. I, so we can I'm go assuming home. that he finally, he finally went over to their their side of thinking. You know, they finally convinced him, I, I, or he gave, gave up. One or the other. <laughs> yeah, well, and he, um, uh, Pearl and Isao didn't hide the body, but they certainly tried to hide the facts. Yeah, and so right. maybe that's yeah. what ended up convincing the um they premeditated a a story before they called the police right Right. exactly exactly so maybe and i actually wonder how long that uh, they waited before they did call the police me too me too 
the kids kind of the kids who testified or maybe it was in their um, uh, police video when they were being interviewed by the police. But they explained that uh, they tried to um, wake him up by putting him in the putting uh, him in the shower. shower. But then um, they had time also to clean up the blood. Right. So, right. I mean, it was a little bit before they called the police, I think. Right. Yeah. We'll never know, I guess, how much how much time that was. How much but, time passed. Yeah. Um, Can we when, also talk about for the next 45 minutes, uh, Pearl's court makeup. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> she went. She went big, man. She yeah. did. She went she with big, she did. big cheeks, big well, eyebrows. Yeah. Oh, she was yes. kind of do some uh, some contouring and it, yeah. it just yeah. wasn't, it just wasn't yeah. good. I liked it when they cut to her and like, she's like, "You guys are throwing my makeup everywhere." It's like I paid for that. It's like, yeah. you're, you're in jail for killing your child. <laughs> what are you girl, talking girl, about? Girl, you need to like stop. Get your priorities together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Snipper pearl, down. Pearl, pearl. Take Don't Fernandez me. Fernandez yeah. <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty wild. How like erratic she was um, in in. Um, in in the the prison video and i can only imagine how erratic she was like at home with her kids if these are yeah. like grown ass adults <laughs> trying to subdue you can you imagine how fucked up she was to gabriel yeah well i don't want to but yeah yeah, yeah. and her her makeup not only in the courtroom but in those photos uh of yeah. her yeah. at the party like so we we talked about how it was like chola style and and uh i i grew up in northern california and i um uh, met my husband and went to college in southern california and it uh involved i've seen it, I've seen it these done women better. yeah these latinx women <laughs> yeah basically shaving it. off their eyebrows and drawing them on so they always look quite surprised yeah and then um they uh and I used to do this too. L- line your lips because it was on all the music videos. Line your lips in dark or uh, dark brown or black lip liner, and then color it in with brown or lip gloss. And and that that was that was the aesthetic Man, in the mid nineties, early nineties. <laughs> but uh, from the from music videos, is that where they they get that idea from? Because I I, 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 I like I, where I, what I why. <laughs> I think it's backwards. I think the the music videos took it yeah. from the streets. When um, oh, okay, okay, yeah. When Stefani, <laughs> yeah, uh, she does it too. Yeah, uh, well, she, well, that she had that phase where she was back, a back she was then. a chola Japanese person. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And he, yeah. He was yeah. girls. Which, by <laughs> the way, this a, is yeah. this is fucked up. This drives me nuts because those Hirajuku girls were Asian women who were perfectly capable of speaking up for themselves and speaking English. But when they would go on events with um, Gwen Stefani, she wouldn't let them speak English. They had to speak Japanese, and uh, it's just yeah, yeah, it's it's very fucked up. Like talk about yeah. modern slavery. But anyway, yeah. I, I digress. If I did a job where I spoke like this, and then the guy was like, "No, but like you're African," and I have to be like, "Hello." Like, why? Are we, no, I quit. I quit I the job. Quit. Yeah, but can, you, can you know, get the job. more black? You gotta women? get the bag, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really, really urban it up. Like, really, really <laughs> stolen in there. Like, fucking Justin Timberlake telling me that. <laughs> oh man, you're down. You're down. No, Justin, you're down. He's he's problematic. Um, but oh, I, I love Justin Timberlake. But I do. I he, do. He's, I do. He's, he's, he he loves black culture. But he's, uh, no. Yes. He sure does. And I mean, that's the thing is uh, love black and brown culture, but not love and loving black and brown people is uh, 
a problem. <laughs> so well, um, back to Pearl. Uh, yeah. just, just to put a cap on things, I thought she looked like Trixie Matei. She was a she was a um a contestant. Cool. In, uh, she was a, a contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race, and half of her face, <laughs> half of her face, like she contours half of her face. So the bottom half is, you know, regular not, skin tone color. And then the top hair, half is yeah. just white, like white, <laughs> like half of her face is a different color. So I oh, and, yeah. Oh my. in some of those photographs of Pearl, it looked like somebody took a big powder puff and slapped yeah, exactly. her in the face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and then, but, but to hear dudes be like, like uh, people talk about when SRO met her and he's like, he just thought she was the most beautiful thing in the world. And I was like, really? <laughs> and and could, he could never get another yes. woman as beautiful like as that, her. He was never going to do. He's like, is is it? Okay. Oh, oh, okay. Right. Oh. thing, man. All right, cool. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Name, that's interesting. I like that take. People ever. <laughs> love first sight, and they became the most awful people ever I've ever seen in my life. Well, the two of them. It was a sweet love story, and then they just became the two most awful people in history. Oh, okay, 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 yeah, yeah. Faded out for a minute. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) I'm like, who's most awful people? (laughs) Oh yeah, the guys guys we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they are. (laughs) So, um, I guess let's talk about the systematic fuckery that failed um, Gabriel Fernandez, the DCFS, the sheriffs, the teachers. Um, who else? The security guard who tried but didn't get anywhere. Um, yeah, it's like everybody just always went, hmm, something, that, kid, that kid's bruised. Yeah. So I'll tell somebody. Uh, well, I have to shout, shout out to the uh, security guard because he really didn't have to do anything and Very he tried. Yeah, he, tri- he really to- did try. Very true. Yeah. See something, say something. And he right. Did. He, followed, yeah. he followed that age old rule. But there just yeah. wasn't enough like follow, follow up, up. The right yeah, the follow right up. it didn't get into the right people's hands but there were so many chances for it to get to the right people's hands a doctor a dentist do you all remember the bat that that yeah what, that, what did it say teeth? on the bat wendy what did it say so on the bat it said something like um uh, uh i i can't remember the spanish words but it's something like uh, and you deserve it you deserve oh, it from, oh, or, or uh, that'll show you um, oh, wow. at, while you're in the grave, or that'll show you. Oh, geez. Keeps getting worse so, when you say, well, geez, yeah. yeah, you keep Stop going. Me. I'm like, Stop oh, shit. Like that. Yeah. And uh, uh, wow. not positive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Fucking just butted him in the mouth with a bat. Yeah. Out his teeth. Yeah. Out his teeth. And yeah. by the way, I only know kid. this because I have a kid who's losing a ton of teeth. Kids start to lose their teeth at age seven or eight. And so I was thinking like, oh, no, did they knock out his adult teeth? His uh, adult teeth, oh. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's what I was thinking, too. Like, they could have been his adult teeth. Yeah. So, and and never took him to the dentist or the doctor. Yeah. And another thing that was oh, really, guys, really... Guys, I mean, you're not thinking like them. He's gay. Oh, right. So, gay, so, so gay people don't go to the dentist. It's uh, the, uh, and, well, yeah. Nor deserve whatever a weird full thing they made up. Yeah. 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 Whatever, yeah. Whatever weird, weird rule they made up about gay people and teeth or something, you know? Yeah. Right. So let's. T- we didn't talk about the uh, the uncles who where they oh. get this idea oh. that that he's he's gay. So he Daniel? was Daniel was the uncle? David David and Michael. Oh, so David. they they 
Pearl didn't want Gabriel. And so she agreed. Abandoned him in the hospital. Yeah. So she agreed that uh, Michael and David, uh, Michael was his biological uncle. He was gay and he, his boyfriend, David, um, took custody of Gabriel. And I don't really understand how um, they had him for like four years. Mm -hmm. And then I don't understand how um, Gabriel was taken from them. Well, they they spread the, a rumor that he was a that he was a pedophile. He, he was uh, molesting. Yeah, which which actually ha- probably happens a lot. Well, not I don't I, a lot's maybe not the word I'm looking for, but um, one of the reasons with gay couples who have adopted kids. Yeah, right. One of one of the reasons that people um, get upset with the fact that gay people can adopt kids is they think that they're gonna molest them like their sexual orientation is gonna cause them to molest kids and that's just that's stupid and wrong it is stupid Um, and wrong also i think people um conflate pedophilia with homosexuality yeah and they are not the same thing because they're stupid yeah it's an insane insane thing to think that yeah especially when you see a case like this where that kid was absolutely better off where he was. With, and also, I think the, it's yeah. with, with his uncle and, uncle. and his spouse. Yeah. But also, I think it also it brought up the question to me where it's like, if, if we lived in a world where abortion wasn't so stigmatized, and now again, this, ki- this kid ended up dead and that's tragic, but to live the life that he lived, it's like, if you didn't want your kid, maybe you should have just not had the kid, you know? Right. Well, right. I think that she did not want to have the kid. She yeah. wanted to abort it, which is really strange to me. I never I never understood why she didn't want this pregnancy because the kid had the same dad as the other two kids. And when he well, was she, born... Well, she might not have just... She's like, two kids, that's enough, you know? Yeah, she might have just been like, I don't, I don't want another girl. kid. Yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 but then he's born and being t- taken care of um, well taken by care of uncle. by family members and right. then she decides to um, take custody of him essentially just to get extra welfare money right um which is just a, a terrible plan yeah. Yeah. yeah um and but I still didn't understand why he was the family scapegoat why she didn't want him in the first place like what happened what were the circumstances to make her so hateful? And abusive towards him. Yeah, as he got older, it was the gay thing. As he got older, it was the gay thing. I think it was solely that. Well, I think also um, somebody else uh, that I was talking to suggested that it might have been because he spent so much time away from her. Mm. Um, The other kids, uh, she had custody of them. Yeah. more uh-huh. yeah. yeah and so yeah. she didn't have as strong of a bond with him mm-hmm. as she did with the other kids and then the whole uh they thought he was gay thing and from what i understand he was just a, a softer sweeter kid and yeah. they thought he wasn't macho enough i guess i don't know mm-hmm. um, yeah and so he became the family scapegoat and they talked about it a little bit in the in the documentary how uh, the scape- scapegoat syndrome uh, yes. just happens sometimes and I don't really understand it I don't understand any of this So, yeah. um, but it, it happens sometimes where one of the kids becomes the scapegoat and uh, they take everything out on that kid yeah. and uh, that, that's what happened in this case yeah I think you're right um, where do you guys want to go next I would like to talk about that old lady who lied oh. 
And Pat. Sid gave, oh, he didn't do good in school. He was bad in school. The kid was getting awards left, right, and center, okay? Yeah, yeah. Don't just make up stuff, lady. Straight A's. This woman was bad. She was, was that uh, Pat, uh, Pat, Pat, yeah. Pat Clement. The old says, nun. The social worker. Yeah, the yeah, old. Yeah, she was a bitch. I hated her. <laughs> I hated yeah. her. Yeah. <laughs> no, she was, she was awful all throughout, yeah. like. I don't know if they she, she was a lazy her. worker. She yeah. didn't do her job. Um, yes. And she had gotten written up uh, several times for that. And they just kept covering her ass. And uh-huh. so I think part of it is is the system, yeah. you know, to, to keep her on after she's not pr- proven that she's not doing her job. Right. And then she when she did do her job, she did a shitty job. Um, and then she falsified records. So as far as the four social workers that got charged um, with a crime, she's the only one that I thought really kind of deserved it. Yeah, and I, I, thought, I, I, thought yeah. Stephanie, I thought Stephanie Martinez. Uh, I think Ramirez. Ramirez. Uh, no, it was Ramirez, yeah. yeah. Okay. She just was new, and they put her on a yeah. bad case, as they showed when they, when, they, when they had a lady go in and show you how it's supposed to be done. I liked her. Right. She was only there briefly. Yeah. But yeah. she didn't make a fuss. She wasn't judgmental. She's like, I'm just here to do my job. I'm not, I'm not accusing nice. you of anything. Yeah. And it really yeah. showed you like, oh, this is what you're supposed to do. Absolutely. And clearly nobody did that. Clearly right. They couldn't have. They, they, couldn't, have. they, they yeah. couldn't have done that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, Stephanie. Uh, Overwhelmed. She swung. Was, yeah. She didn't know what she was doing. And mm-hmm. she didn't get enough training, probably. No, not at all. And I'm and- sure this seems like a kind of environment where there's some kind of weird in-house seniority. So they're like, yeah, Pat, Pat we can't. We can't throw, we can't fire Pat. She's been bad at this job for like 15 years. <laughs> we gotta let her retire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's gotta get her pension, guys. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, you're 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 right. I mean, it, it's not really tenure, but it is tenure. Like, we just can't fire this person. It's yeah. it's not in the cards. She's one of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the bureaucracy. I can't talk bureaucracy um, in this case, (laughs) just how the 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 um, system did everything it could to try to protect itself. Do you do you remember um, that black guy who was interviewed, who was talking about how they turned an office space into a child detention center? essentially, And he was he was concerned. He wanted to do his job and he reported this issue to his superiors and they were like, shut the fuck up or get fired. Fire him. Yeah. Yeah. So this, the, this, um, really gross, um, uh, system trying to protect the system when the system isn't working is, um, rampant. And it, it, it is really to the detriment of children in this case, like Fernandez. So, yeah, it's, cra- it's crazy how no matter what, no matter what the stakes are, it, it's interesting to see how a job can just become a job, even if your job is protecting kids. It's like, okay, well, what about my job? I need to keep my job and my pension and my checks coming in. Never mind that some kid died. Like, whatever. I didn't feel like going to work that day. Sometimes that right. happens. Some, yes. I had a dentist appointment. I have to go out to to uh, meet with these parents. I don't really feel like doing it. So. Yeah. Just gonna I'll do just it half fast or yeah, whatever. Yeah, flub yeah. some paperwork like that, and that say that fashion I... could just go away. Where it's yeah, like, you're, you're even like for teachers for these really important jobs. You can be a teacher who's like, oh, I'm phoning it in today. Even even if 
you started the job is like, I'm going to change minds. And some days yeah. it's work. Some days I'm just at work today. Yeah. And it just yeah. so happens that a kid died when you, you were doing that for eight months or whatever, you know? Right. And you can get jaded. Um, yeah. I, I think that this is absolutely a profession where that could happen. Absolutely. Um, where you yeah. go in with the best of intentions and just the system, the workload, the um, poor, the, the the cases that you're encountering are so just the worst of the worst that you are just trying to get through the day. Yeah, so. I respect people who go into that profession because I know I could not do it. Yeah, man. That's yeah. Although I did Google how to become a social worker after I saw oh, this, because I was like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna do something about this. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna change this. Yeah, I'm gonna fix this. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I don't have the qualifications. But that's I'm gonna cool. move. I'm gonna move to Palmdale, <laughs> Palmdale, and I'm gonna make a difference. <laughs> First, I'm gonna call up Afro Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, I hope you guys go and listen. (laughs) (laughs) It's so fun. Come to the convention center on May 3rd. You got to be there. (laughs) If it's fun music, maybe I will, because I think I need a palate cleanser after this. (laughs) Oh, yes. Something, yeah. Something to cheer us up. Um, I I had to watch Coco after this. Oh. (laughs) Just just shaking and just like, oh, there's. Things can be colorful and happy and not. <laughs> I can take this hoodie off. One brown boy who made it. Coco. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even make the connection there. Oh, God. Oh. He should have oh, yes. been Coco. Oh. Oh, he, yes. Life cut oh, short. Man. He, just been, only. he seemed like such a bright little fun kid, man. Hello, this is Dr. Grande, the host of True Crime Psychology and Personality. On my podcast, I explore and explain the pathology behind some of the most horrendous crimes and those who commit them. We discuss topics like narcissism, psychopathy, sociopathy, and antisocial personality disorder from a scientifically informed perspective. What is a narcissist? How do you spot a sociopath? What signs can you look for to protect yourself from these dangerous personalities? It's not just about the stories, but also the science and psychology behind them. So if you're interested in true crime or mental health, I'd encourage you to give my show a listen wherever you get podcasts. 24 hours ago, I found out the person that I'd been dating and seeing for the last six months as a con man. That is my sister, Emma. Andrew Tonks's lies had been so convincing, she'd invested $300,000 with him. However, the tables were about to turn on Andrew. What he didn't know was that Emma had discovered his real identity. But to get any chance of justice, Emma had to act like it was business as usual. Coming up in this series, and that's when murder, all this stuff goes through my mind. I'm really, really scared. I'm assuming Sarah has watched too much Netflix and figures I've been defrauding you. Couldn't be further from the truth. That's what this was, a real-life story that seems so unbelievable, but it was actually true. A true story that all starts with one simple swipe to the right. I'm Sarah Ferris. And I'm Emma Ferris. And this is my story, Conning the Con. When he was living with his uh, uncle and the boyfriend, like just he looked like he was just a really 
cute, happy kid, you know? It's really sad. Mother's Day thing, I was like, oh. Oh, 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 that's what what I wanted to get into. The, mo- the, the mother thing. He yeah. still loved his mom in spite of all the awful things she did to him. And I was listening to a podcast. Uh, it's called, I can't think of what it's called, but it was about talking to kids about like addiction and um, separating kids. Kids are really good at separating the bad things that they do to with the parents that they love. And um, even if a parent goes to jail, dies, overdoses abuses them they a kid will still stand and love hard for their parent so when you're talking when you're talking to if you were to talk to a kid like gabriel uh it was it was clear he loved his mom he just didn't like all the other shit that she did and nobody was able to um intervene and and help with those issues and the the prosecutor jonathan Hitami, he talked about that too, about how uh, he was abused when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, he talked about his father and like the kind of relationship he had with his father um, being abused. And he said, and I, and I, I still, I love him, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, remind, it, it reminded me it, uh, really when you just now talking about that, when they interviewed uh, Isaro and he's saying, yeah, man, he'd always be, I'd leave the room and he'd be trying to tell his mom, like, he treats you bad, you you can do better. He's trying to be his mom's, like, you know, bestie and yeah, give her a right. pet talk and he comes back in like, why are you hating on me? Yeah. It's, yeah. Like yeah. Weird, it's a weird energy to throw towards a child. Like, you talking yeah. shit about me behind my back, bro? Like, yeah, yeah, like like he's a, an he's adult. Seven. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's seven, man. What are you doing? He's like yeah. seven years old trying, trying to look out after his mom. Yeah. You want to talk yeah. about me? You want to talk about me? Say when I'm in the room, bro. Don't be Ooh, a bitch now. Yes. Don't be a bitch, yeah. bro. It's like, what are you? What are you talking about, man? Why are you? Yeah. He's like, I, mean, I was at a twenty. I was at a it's twenty out of ten. Fucked up. Yeah, yeah, he did say that. I was at a twenty when I when I beat beat this child to death. And for that reason, you should give me second degree murder and <laughs> only give yeah, me life in prison. Was, was, uh, yeah, uh, I was. I I, I kind of felt it. bad. For the defense attorneys. I don't know if they're public defenders or not, but really? man, what a hard case to take. And yeah. I mean, the whole time I would have been trying to convince my client to just take the plea. Take the uh, deal. Yeah. yeah. I don't right. really know why he didn't oh, take the plea. Yeah. He should have. Yeah. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. How we care for our minds affects how we experience life. So it's important to invest time and care into keeping them healthy. There are plenty of ways to support a healthy brain, like learning a new language or taking power naps. But there's also BetterHelp Online Therapy. Now we are huge advocates for mental health here at Fruit Loops HQ. Oh yes. And we have both used therapy throughout our lives, including BetterHelp. And especially in these past several years to help us deal with challenging times, Mm -hmm. challenging thoughts, feelings and experiences. Amen. Yes. And uh, now I had a recent, you know, conversation with my therapist. She was saying sometimes it's just good to talk and get some perspective. You don't yeah. have to go to a therapist just because stuff is wrong. So Right, right. And BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat only therapy sessions. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. And some people get really anxious about that. So Oh, yes. And it is much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash fruit. That's betterhelp.com slash fruit. Taking the plea deal because now Which, he's... What's the best outcome for you here, man? Yeah. Right? Yeah. What do you, yeah. What do you 
you're gonna you know get if you go to trial you're gonna get something the same or worse yeah. than right. if Take the plea deal. So take the fucking plea deal, you moron. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, he was oh, sorry. I should said that. <laughs> he, he was not a very smart man. And I, no. I, no. I got to think that's why his ego was so offended by a child is right. uh, he just was really insecure. So you talking um, shit about me? Yeah. I, yeah. So I'm a <laughs> transporter at a nursing home. Uh, yeah. What do you do? Who the hell are you? you? <laughs> what? You got you got uh, you got an A in school? You know. <laughs> what, you have friends? <laughs> just just ridiculous. Oh, just you ridiculous. think first grade is just so all that. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen an elderly woman's diaper? Get over yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm eight. I'm eight, I'm man. Eight, sir. <laughs> uh relax. And if only he had, right? Uh, but anyway, now that, we're... I thought that was a good point that somebody brought up where it says it wasn't his, none of them were his kids. He wasn't married to Pearl. You could just leave. Yeah. 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 You yeah. could leave. You had, you, you had no anchorage to that. Fa- There's nothing keeping you there. Just go. You really, he really than... thought he couldn't find anything better than Pearl in her um, contour. Right. That is a good point. Yeah. Uh, that contour was. Uh, uh, yeah. Mother's milk, I guess. Um, <laughs> I wanted to say that I really like the uh, prosecutor, Jonathan. Yeah. Tommy. Yeah. Like um, one of the parts that really affected me was at the. And after Isaro's trial, when he got the death penalty, and he went over to the uh, biological father of Gabriel and hugged him and cried, and uh, I teared up when that yeah. happened. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a really really beautiful moment, and he was he was the right man for the job. And yeah. I don't have nice things to say normally about prosecutors because they lock up a lot of black and brown people, some of them for no reason. But anyway. He he's but really this, he was doing, a good guy. Yeah. yeah, he's a good he's one of the good ones. So it's good to it's good to see when some somebody's actually they they're for the cause and they they mm-hmm. they're they're invested in it. Because yeah. sometimes yeah. you're saying you're just quoting the statutes from Article this and the, this precedent, and you just know how to win the case. Yeah, but yeah. He really, he really cared about he getting did. justice, whatever justice he could get. Also, and, and he also had a lot back. of empathy for the biological father of yeah, uh, Gabriel. Like yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A buddy cop movie. That's what an yeah. unlikely duo. You know, that'd be yeah. Super, you know, I'm hanging out. See a Viceland TV show about the, the next on the next I'd episode of Turner and Hooch. <laughs> 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 um, do you guys have any criticisms? Any anything about the storytelling or the the series or the characters involved? Any anywhere that you think they might have fallen short? Hmm. I thought, and and please step in if I'm if I'm if you guys feel like I'm wrong. I definitely think the teacher cared, right? Yeah. But yeah. and and I'm sure she has her own guilt that she has to deal with for the rest of her life, and I understand that. Mm-hmm. But it re- she really had this righteousness to her in the documentary where I was like, you you could have called the cops. I mean, look, if you bring if you bring a police officer to the school, I mean, yeah, you call the police and go, hey, I don't know what else to do, but this kid is telling me they shot him in the face with a BB gun. A police officer will do a proper welfare check, I would. I mean, well, I mean, unless they fall well, under her spell. Didn't. 
Yeah. 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 She's got the whole Palmdale in her pocket, apparently. Yeah. But yeah. It felt like there was a there was so many instances of like, and then after time ten, when he told me they punched him in the face, I was like, huh. I'm going to call this number again. And then when he told me, don't call the number again, because they don't do anything. And, you know, well, she was kind of, you know, she was kind of put in a, between a rock and a hard place then, you know, like the, you call, you keep calling this lady. And every time she comes out, they just treat me worse. Like you could see she was conflicted, like, and she did call because yeah. she's a mandated reporter. So she had to but um you could see she was conflicted she didn't know what to do to help this kid yeah but i i i mean i i gotta think maybe uh, if she couldn't go to the principal because she said the principal didn't help yeah, her anymore the principal fucked up real quick yeah, yeah the principal was like yeah don't even get into it she could have asked maybe a more experienced teacher like what would you do is can yeah. you back me up can you support, help support me or um, I, I called the police from my car or, you know, not from the school, like just call yeah, the police from home. A, a thought that I had with the, uh, when, when she went, when Pearl took the kids to the welfare office and, uh, the security guard saw Gabriel and called the police and the other lady didn't want to because, uh, she was told by her uh, superior that, that she couldn't uh, because she'd have to put in overtime. Um, wow. I, I didn't know I why that. she wow. you missed that part. Yeah. Yeah. She talked to her superior. It's not the budget. Not the budget this yeah. Month. Said it's, we, exactly. We're going to close in 15 minutes. So if you do that, you're going to have to put in overtime. So no, you don't do that. And uh, but she could have after she left work, she could have called the police. But she yeah. didn't. She put on the uh, uh, security guard to do it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to put, I'm gonna put, a, I'm gonna put an asterisk on my criticism because it is kind of it's easy to be like an armchair quarterback. And yeah, yeah that's never, true. I've that's never true. had a kid come to me and. It's like, yeah, hindsight is twenty twenty. You yeah. don't know. And, yeah. and I'm sure the teacher uh, didn't think that he was going to get murdered, you yeah. know, that. You know, you're you're trying to help this kid because he's getting hurt, but she probably didn't know he was going to get that's, murdered. That's, that's the like at, like that's the all encompassing encompassing thing about this whole thing is nobody ever thought death was on the table, yeah. and I think that's why everybody was so comfortable treating the job like it's just you know like you work at Dunkin' Donuts or whatever. Where it's like, yeah, man, sometimes you know on Thursdays I'll take a late lunch and I don't even go to any of my appointments. Uh, right. They, I think they didn't yeah. think about death. Death wasn't a thing that, they thought. Yeah. Right. Was possible. Was going to happen. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, you you never you never how how could you have foreseen that? Um, I guess from their vantage point, but from our vantage right. point, watching the documentary, we're like, we all know what's coming. Yeah, I mean, because we know the end of the story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just uh, listening to a podcast. They were talking about um, how everybody, when you watch uh, shows like Forensic Files or I don't know, that where, where it's a mystery who who kills somebody, uh, but, but there's hints all along the way and you're like oh it was so and so um but then they'll they'll t show them the same story and there's they don't have the hints and all they have is the the facts and they can't yeah. figure it out oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> they, they have these they have these games where they'll send you a, like a murder mystery box 
Right. And I've done one one time. I'm like, oh, I'm dumb as shit. Uh, but but I'll do a, <laughs> every week I do a, every week I do a story where I'm like, you couldn't tell that those footprints weren't the footprints of this guy because I know who did it. And like, I yeah. don't, I don't, you know, it's 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 a hard thing to criticize, man. Cause, yeah. You know, it's when the clues are right there in front of you, you can figure them out. But when you got to find them, it's it's a whole different thing. Tracking right. down leads and all it's a it's a hard thing to do. But it, this this feels so egregious and grossly negligent that. Even as somebody who isn't in the field, I'm like, he had a his whole forehead skin was rubbed off, and nobody said, uh, "Yeah, God. it's like, what's the deal?" Into that hub to 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 get checked out, and it was I don't remember which episode it was. It was like the second or third episode, or maybe in the first. I don't know. <laughs> I'm all, getting all tired. The trauma is just all blurred together. <laughs> one of the one of yeah. those episodes where they were saying, you know, this kid on the first instance should have been brought into that hub to be looked at by the doctor. And if that had happened, none of this other stuff would have happened. So, yeah. I mean, it, it was a breakdown from the very beginning. Yeah. Sure. So any uh, uh, final thoughts or takeaways? Uh, have we covered it all? Yeah, well, it, was a, yeah it was a really complex story. And uh, I don't think you can get everything out of it that you could unless you watch it a few times and i won't be doing that so. yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, two is enough for me twice yeah, is so, enough for me so if my if my uh my only criticism is it was like a super complex story they touched on so many different aspects and i mean it's good but i think it was really only the surface yeah of really i'd yeah. agree with that yeah, I agree. they left you with a lot of questions that they didn't answer. Yeah, not so many answers, which is probably what they intended. Yeah, maybe there'll be a, a second series. I don't know. Or, or or more morbidly, they just don't have the answers and they won't figure out how to fix this problem. Right. You know, yeah. right. no, I don't, don't think anybody knows yet. how to fix it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you're right. Nobody nobody knows. They've made attempts, but it still happened. Uh, Maybe another it's time. The, ro the, the robot system that the lady proposed, which is ro robots will fix it for us. Yeah, we'll yeah, see. Yeah, we'll see. yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm going to try to uh, find that lady from Terminator 2 and make friends with her so she can pretend. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's the plan. That's the plan. <laughs> we got That's it. Sorted plan. Out. <laughs> yeah. Um, Keep us in the loop, okay? <laughs> Okay, I'll let you know how it goes. Um, I, if, if it's not too long or too much trouble, um, I was thinking maybe we could end the show with something that's making us happy or a shout out this week that something that's on your radar that um, helped cure your depression after watching this show. <laughs> oh, sure. I can go. Okay. Go ahead. Um, uh, shout out to Cheer, uh, Cheer, the show Cheer on Netflix. Yes. Uh, Jeremiah is... If that guy oh. can't m make your day brighter, I don't. Your 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 day. You need to go some and talk to some professionals because that, <laughs> oh, that kid. Yes. That kid is a breath of fresh air. Yes, I love just the the story of cheer and him not. You know, he's kind of an overweight guy, but he works hard uh -huh. and he finally gets on mat. Yes. And they go to the finals and um, it, you know, and so they just, win Daytona. Yes. Oh my God! You know, so just <laughs> just seeing his story arc of you know, yeah. You know, I'm not really the best guy, but I work harder than everybody. I know all the things. And if you just work hard and believe, good things happen. So that yeah. was a way to cleanse my palate. Along with, I went out in the backyard. I blew some dandies off some dandelions. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I just had to do whatever I needed to do to come out of the funk. It leaves you in a funk. 
Yeah, yes, it, it does. does. It so does. That's, my, it, that's my bright spot is cheer. It sticks around. <laughs> yeah. So um, I don't really have a shout out, but what I've been doing is watching communi- old community episodes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's on Hulu. So, you know, uh, if, if you have Hulu, you can uh, go back and watch those because that's what's been cheering me up after <laughs> watching. There you show. go. No. There you go. I, I'm going to I'm going to shout out a song that's make me happy. It's uh, called Made It Weird. <laughs> and it's by this. Is that this... by Afro Man? No, no, no. This is this is. <laughs> I should shout that out. <laughs> uh, Jackknife Lee is the artist. And he it just is about him like always making things weird and worrying about the things he fucked up. And he's like, well, I made it weird. And but he's one of those, he's like one of those um uh there's like a new generation of, of black person, I think, that is like allowed to be nerdy. Um oh, I, I, w- I would love put it. you and me in that in that camp, I love Alvin. It. And it's, it's, it's such a breath of fresh air. It is. It is. And uh, I guess maybe most people know of like Childish Gambino. Yeah, Donald Glover community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he kind of yeah. brought the wave in. He brought the wave in. Made it, yeah. made it, made it mainstream. Made it okay. And, uh, and so now there's a bunch of new uh, artists who are sort of you know, taking taking the mantle and and getting to be weird and silly and and awesome. rap about it. And so this song is called "Made It Weird," and I love it to death. So. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, so thing. yeah, I, I like that. Yeah. I like like, Wait, black people can listen to Father John Misty? It's like, yeah. yeah what? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, we can. <laughs> yes, we can. And whatever you want to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, this has been a pleasure. Um, yeah, affirmative it's been pleasure. A yeah, thanks, thanks so much for agreeing to do this with us. We uh, hopefully, yeah, yes, hopefully we can do it again sometime. But uh, in the meantime, affirmative murder. Where can the people find you? We are on just about every social media except Bumble. If you type in affirmative, <laughs> we'll pop up. I mean, it's been you know, thankfully there aren't many podcasts except there's this one podcast, the Affirmation Podcast. It's this Christian lady just talking weird stuff. But if you type in the whole word word affirmative will come uh-huh. up immediately. It's, it's, oh, there's so no competition great. in the affirmative field of podcasts. So you type in affirmative on Twitter, Instagram. We have a Facebook group, Affirmative Murder. And we're all over the place. Come on by, have some conversations, share some memes. We're having a blast. Yes, okay. yes, please do. Um, by the way, I do listen to that affirmation podcast. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad she's giving you affirmations. I'm trying to, live my best, trying to live my best 2020. So. <laughs> uh, and uh, the people can find Fruit Loops Pod uh, at our website, we're at fruitloopspod.com. Our Facebook uh, page is Fruit Loops Pod. Our discussion group is Fruit Loops Pod Discussion on Facebook. We're also on Twitter, on Instagram, on at Fruit Loops Pod, uh, all the, on, across all social media. Um, and uh, yeah, this has been great. So uh, I guess that's it for our mashup. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Get out and vote. Bye. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Fumble the part in one song and I keep replaying the part that went wrong. Bunch of folks after it said it went good, but I couldn't help letting them know where I stood. Killing all the audience buzz from that night, cause I couldn't help saying it wasn't that tight. Call in between the realms of what's real, people's perceptions versus what I feel. Most of the time.
Did you guys hear about that couple that went on vacation and one spouse murdered the other? In fact, the entire vacation was planned just so that they could make the murder look like an accident. Ah, so like a slaycation. Oh boy, sounds like a fun new true crime podcast to me. On every episode of Slaycation, we'll examine true cases of people who were killed while on vacation. Was it murder? (coughs) Or just a horrible accident? (coughs) That's up to you and the law to decide. But either way, if you leave for your vacation in the plane and come home under the plane, you've definitely gone on a slaycation. Join us every week for a fascinating new episode. 911, what's your emergency? But make sure to pack your body bags because getting away can be murder. This is Slaycation. I'm Sean McCabe. And I'm Carrie McCabe. We are, well, married, obviously, (laughs) but we're also obsessed with the darker side of things. True crime stories, alien abductions, poltergeists. If it leaves you scratching your head and keeping those lights on at night, we want to hear about it. That's why we host the podcast Ain't It Scary with Sean and Carrie. Every week, we bring our listeners a true story guaranteed to send chills down your spine, from history's most brutal serial killers to the mystery of spontaneous human combustion. Yep, lots of these stories leave unanswered questions behind, and you'll get to poke through the rubble of the evidence with a hardened skeptic and... Someone whose mind is more open to fun. Yeah, that's what I was going to (laughs) say. You can find Ain't It Scary with Sean and Carrie wherever you get your podcasts, and on social media at Ain't It Scary. Come play with us.